How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Emma Mae Dinkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. Hello, incredible, valued, loved, stellar, significant humans. I'm just so thankful for you. I wish I could give you a big hug because you're so, you're so awesome. My name is Emma Mae Jenkins, and I'm so thankful that I get to welcome you to the Have You Heard podcast. Friends, faith comes by hearing, that is hearing the word of Christ. So without further ado, let's get into the word. literally so pumped because today we're talking about worry and anxiety and stress and what does it look like to trust in the Lord and what does God's word say about all of these things because his word equips me for every good work. His word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. His word is the way, the truth, and the life. And so if I ever have questions, I want to go to his word because I know that he meets us right where we are. I also, as we get into this episode today, want to acknowledge that mental health is so important to talk about, so important to acknowledge. I understand that there are some journeys of anxiety that are that stem from chemical imbalances in the brain and that that is something that needs to be addressed, but I do want to say that today I Well, I am just simply and specifically talking about worry and stress and anxiety that comes from us not trusting in God. So I'm not going to be addressing the chemical imbalances in the brain and the scientific aspect of it, but today I'm I'm talking about your soul. I'm talking about whenever we feel like we have to have control of everything. I'm talking about whenever we're captivated with the heaviness of fear and What does it look like to trust the Lord instead? So just know that from the get-go that that is the route that I am talking about this today. And I'm so excited that we get to go to the Word and we get to go in the Word and grow and learn in it together. So also, I think what's really interesting is that some of us on this podcast, we really struggle with not worrying. It's like not even a day by day, but a moment by moment decision to be still, to know that he is God, 
to trust in him to release control like it is a it is a deliberate choice because otherwise it is very easy for us to worry for others of us yes we are approached with opportunities to worry and we like have to be intentional and not worry in some scenarios but we it's a lot easier for us to not worry. But regardless of where you are on that spectrum, we all, because we live in this world and because we are human, we all face worry, stress, and anxiety. And I want us to go to God's word today and learn how to navigate through it well, learn how to be navigated through it with truth. So I'm very, very excited. And I pray that today's message is timely advice for you, wherever you are at in your journey. And because God's word is so powerful, I literally just wanted to start off this podcast reading scripture, and then we will talk about the scripture, and I'll share some things that I have personally experienced, and I'll share some things that have been placed on my heart in prep for this podcast, but I'm really excited. So the first passage that I want to take us to today is in Matthew 6, starting in verse 25, Jesus is speaking. This is the Sermon on the Mount. And he says, therefore, I tell you, what's so cool is <laughs> the subtitle. I'm reading through the CSB version today. And the subtitle for this passage of scripture is the cure for anxiety, which I just think is really interesting. So let's read. Starting in verse 25, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather in barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? Wow. (laughs) And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For the Gentiles, those in, when he says this, the Gentiles, it's those who are unbelievers. He said, for the Gentiles, they eagerly seek all of these things. Basically, the people of the world, the people who don't know God, they're focused on these things, focused about what they're going to wear, what they're going to eat, where they're going to stay. They're constantly focused about the here and now and wanting to make sure that it's taken care of. He says, Don't worry about those things. He says, for the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Because tomorrow will worry about itself. It'll worry about its own self. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Wow. So the subtitle, that was the cure for anxiety. And to me, it sounds like the cure for anxiety is to seek the Lord first. After he says all of that, after he says, don't worry and consider the lilies of the field and the, the wildflowers, consider the birds and how your heavenly father takes care of them. Like take 
take note of the faithfulness of your God. And then he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be provided for you. And again, it says, don't worry. It says, who of you by worrying adds a single hour to your life? It doesn't add time to your day. Worrying does not add value or quality to your life. He says, don't worry, but seek me. Let's keep going. In John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus says very simply, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Hmm. So we've heard, don't worry, but seek me first. Don't worry, but consider my faithfulness. Don't let your heart be troubled, but believe in me. In Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 6, this is so cool. Paul says, don't worry. Huh? There it is again. <laughs> See some consistency. So starting in verse 6, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. That seems very clear. <laughs> but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And what's so encouraging, as we just read earlier in Matthew 6, God already knows what you need, but he still wants you to come to him with your requests. Bring, present your requests to God and get this, verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever, whatever is commendable, if there's any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned. <laughs> so live out these promises. Live out these instructions. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me. And the God of peace will be with you. It's really interesting. I was talking with my uncle. He's incredible. And I've never really read those verses put together in the way that he presented them to me. But it's really interesting how Paul says, don't worry, but come to the Lord. And then he goes on to say, but think on these things. Think on whatever is true and lovely and noble. And I just think that's so powerful that like, okay, I can't just say I'm going to stop worrying today. I, can, I just, I can't expect that. If I've already built a habit of worrying, if I've already built a rhythm of stress, then it's going to take intentionality to pave a different pathway by the power of the Spirit. In order to not worry, I must replace it with something else. That's what my uncle was sharing with me. He's like, Emma, he, you don't just not worry, but you replace it with something. And what do I replace it with? I replace it with thinking on what is true. So when I'm worrying and dwelling on the lies of the enemy, what am I going to take it captive with and replace it with? With what is true, with what is lovely, with what is right. Whenever I'm thinking and dwelling on the worries and the cares of the world and all the things that I don't have control of, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to pray. And I'm going to bring my petitions and my thanksgivings and my requests to the Lord. And I'm going to think on what is commendable and what is noble, what is a moral excellence and what is praiseworthy. I'm going to dwell on those things 
so powerful. In Proverbs 12, verse 25, this is probably one of my favorite verses. It says, anxiety in a person's heart weighs it down, but a good word cheers it up. That kind of goes back to what we were just saying. Like, yes, anxiety weighs me down (laughs) because I'm carrying something I was never meant to carry. But if I just say I'm going to stop worrying, but I never replace the worry with anything or I or I never choose to do something differently, then I can't expect change. So powerful. Anxiety in a person's heart weighs it down, but a good word cheers it up. But something cool, my uncle, who's just awesome, he's a counselor and we've had some cool conversations. But something he was saying is that anxiety in itself is is not bad to an extent. It keeps you alert. <laughs> it reminds you to look both ways before you cross the street. Like there, there is some healthiness, but it becomes dangerous whenever it is dictating our decisions. It becomes dangerous whenever it is, it is being what we rely on instead of the Lord. <laughs> it becomes dangerous whenever it is robbing our ability to be fully present with people. Like there's a healthiness to it because it keeps us safe when we're crossing the road, but it is not keeping us safe whenever it is occupying us and weighing us down. And I, that's just a word from my good old uncle. And so just want to give a props to him for encouraging me in that and prayerfully encouraging you with that too. And the last verse that I want to share with you through this little handful, this handful of scripture that was just placed on my mind in prep is... In 1 Peter 5, 7, where we are told to cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. There's two parts, pretty much, to all of the verses that we just went through. It was don't let your heart be troubled. Cast your care on the Lord. Don't worry. Anxiety weighs down the heart. Do not be anxious. But then it didn't leave you there. It didn't just, the Lord doesn't just leave you with stop doing that. Don't do that. But he follows up with what you should do instead. He follows up with how to stop doing that. He not only says, cast your cares on me, but he says, because I care for you. He's like, I am trustworthy. I am approachable. I am reliable. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled, but believe in me. Instead of letting your heart be troubled, come to me. Believe in me, my peace I give you, my peace I leave with you, and I do not give to you as the world gives. Anxiety weighs down the heart. Yes, you need to know that. You need to be given words to communicate what's happening to you to you whenever anxiety is weighing you down. That way you can identify it when it's happening. But what's so powerful is it doesn't stop there. But guess what? A good word cheers it up. <laughs> A good word refreshes the soul. An encouraging word lifts up the spirit. So go to the word. Have people around you to speak life into you. Know what God says about you so that you can take that captive and make it obedient to his word. Make it obedient to his good word that cheers up the soul. It's so powerful. Don't be anxious about anything, about anything, but but go to the Lord. Go to the Lord and think on and dwell on what is true and lovely. And his peace, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's so cool. God doesn't leave you hanging. So powerful. So powerful. This is just something that I wrote down in thinking through this. And I was 
just, I was challenged by it and I pray that it challenges you too in a good way. But when I am worrying, I must ask myself the honest question as to why I am not trusting God in that moment. Because whenever we're operating out of stress and whenever we're operating out of anxious thinking, I think it's so important that we take a pause. I think that it's so important that we take a step back and analyze, wait, why am I not trusting God right now? In what aspect of my life am I refusing to release control? In what area of my life am I occupied with anxiety? Am I occupied with stress? And God wants to occupy it with his peace and with his joy. In what area of my life am I refusing to believe that God is faithful to me? In what area of my life am I being stubborn and choosing not to consider how he takes care of the wildflowers? So therefore, why would he not take care of me? Because he knows everything that I need. Psalm 23, one, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack no good thing in him. He leads me beside still and quiet waters. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He is a faithful, good, trustworthy God. And when I am operating out of worry, I need to not be harsh with myself because I am human, but I need to pause and say, wait, this is weighing me down. I'm carrying something that I was not designed to carry. Jesus, I come to you, weary and heavy laden, and I know you are gentle and humble at heart. I come to you. I ask that you search my heart and know me. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me. See if there's any area in me that is refusing to trust you. Make it known to me and teach me to trust you. Teach me your words that I may rely on your faithfulness, my God. And lead me in the way everlasting. I'm so thankful for how God is continually teaching us how to trust him. He's continually teaching us how to be who he's designed us to be and how to, how to submit to him for who he is. So powerful. I looked up on Google, the definition of worry, and I just thought this was so, so powerful. Worry, according to the Google, means to give way to anxiety or unease and allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. I thought that that word allow was, it really caught my eye. Meaning that we have a choice. To worry is to allow my mind to dwell on difficulty or trouble. Now what I think is so interesting is that it is a guarantee that I will have difficulty and trouble. If you continue in Psalm 23, we are told not even, not like even if I walk through the darkest valley in the shadow of death, but even though, like it's bound to happen. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is with me. His rod and his staff comforts me. So going back to Philippians 4, 8, I can either choose to dwell on what is true and lovely and noble and pure and admirable and excellent and worthy of praise, 
or I can choose to dwell on the difficulty or the troubles. Both I have access to dwell on, but I get to choose which one. I get to choose if I'll dwell on the things of God or I can choose to dwell on the troubles and difficulties of the world. I get to choose. And I have never in my life regretted choosing to dwell on what is true and lovely and the word of God and the things of him and the good word of him that cheers me up. I've never regretted one time looking through all these scriptures that we just went through. I went and read through like the Hebrew and the Greek, depending on if it was the Old or New Testament. I was reading through like what the word worry or care or anxiousness meant in those translations. And it meant fear, to carry heaviness, sorrow, distraction. Jesus has come to me. All who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It says, do not fear, I'm with you. <laughs> do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He says, cast your cares on me. Submit to me. I will not permit you to be shaken. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from one of our network supporters. Hey, today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Faithful Counseling. So let's get real for a second. Is there something interfering with your peace, robbing you of joy, preventing you from carrying God's yoke that is easy and his burden that is light that he intends for you to carry, he designed you to carry? Are you walking through something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? I know that for many of us, that can be anxiety, depression, fear, or even broken relationships that can be holding us back. But this is where Faithful Counseling comes in. Faithful Counseling is a worldwide counseling service that is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone and everyone can face life's challenges and can get help anytime, anywhere. Faithful Counseling offers four different ways to get connected to a licensed counselor. You can sit down for video calls, phone calls, live chats, or instant messaging. Every counselor on Faithful Counseling is licensed by their respective state board and has over 3,000 hours of experience. If you think that Faithful Counseling is for you, you can sign Sign up today and be matched with your counselor in 24 hours or less. Faithful Counseling is helping us live our healthiest lives in the comfort and safety of our homes. Be sure to check out Faithful Counseling at faithfulcounseling.com slash MMA slash. Fear, heaviness, sorrow, distraction. When I'm worrying I must ask myself the honest question, why am I not trusting God right now? In what area am I refusing to let go of control? And I think whenever I was doing some self-evaluation here, I really thought that it was interesting 
reading the Google definition of worry to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles, and then just reading through scripture and just knowing by living in this world that it is a guarantee that we will have those troubles. Like in John 16, 33, Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble, period. Like <laughs> there's, there's a guarantee in that. But I think sometimes I cause myself worry because I don't think I give myself permission to have troubles. I sometimes think I don't give myself permission to have difficulty. And what I mean by that is, of course, I have troubles. And of course, I go through difficulty. And of course, I I get to battle through different struggles. And life is harder in some seasons than it is in others. Like, it is a human life led by the Lord being sanctified in Him. And it's not always easy But sometimes I think I make it even harder for me whenever I put the burden on me that I'm not supposed to have these troubles, that I'm supposed to have it all together, that I'm supposed to be over some some certain struggle by now, or I'm supposed to not let this trouble bother me so much. And sometimes I think I allow the difficulties and the troubles of this world to rob my joy at times whenever it was unnecessary for that to take place because I expected myself to not to not struggle. I expected myself to be over something by this point. And so I pray that that meets someone, that that was something someone needed to hear, that like, friend, troubles and difficulties and imperfection, it's a guarantee in this world. And whenever they come, whenever you navigate through them, whenever you acknowledge them, like you will also be given the opportunity to either dwell in worry, allow your mind to dwell on the difficulty and the trouble, or you can choose to be obedient to the command of the word. I get to choose this every day and I'm learning how to choose it more and more or together In our own walk, we can choose to be obedient to the command of God, the command of God. Yes, this this is not a suggestion in the word that we just read. He does not say, so I suggest that you not worry. He says, no, he says, do not worry. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. He says, do not be anxious. He says, cast your cares. Like it is a, it is a command and instruction. And in those moments where I'm faced with an opportunity to worry and I feel it rising up within me, I can choose to trust. I can choose to consider how he is faithful. I can choose to rest in the fact that he knows what I need. I can choose to dwell on what is true and lovely and worthy of praise. I can choose to present my requests to him. I can choose to be still. I love how the Lord says in Exodus, be still and I will fight for you. And then later in Psalm 46, he says, be still and know that I am God, for I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in all the earth. And what's so interesting about this is this being still It may sound like, well, am I supposed to just do nothing? Am I supposed to just sit around? No, friend. I think that being still is something that takes intentionality. I think it is a very important task at hand that the Lord has called us to. Because to be still requires trust. 
To be still requires resting in God's faithfulness. To be still requires us to, instead of allowing our mind to dwell on the things of the world, it requires us to allow our minds to dwell on the things of God. It re- It is a, re- like, in order for us to walk in trust, in order for us to walk in peace, in order for us to walk in contentment, we have to be active. We have to be intentional to seek the face of God, to refuse to dwell on the things of this world and worry, to refuse to let our hearts be troubled and instead to let the good word of God that cheers up be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And it's a moment by moment decision. And it's so cool too, how you choose moment by moment to decide more and more your mind is transformed. God promises it. He says, do not be, he says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may be able to test and approve God's good, pleasing and perfect plan for your life. And the more and more you choose to trust him, the more and more your mind is transformed and the more and more you get to test and approve. Wow. God actually does have it all under control. Wow, God's ways actually are higher than my ways. His thoughts really are higher than my thoughts. He really is ahead of me and behind me. He really is commanding his angel armies concerning me to guard me in all of my ways so I may not strike my foot against a stone. He really is who he says he is. He really is the solid rock upon which I stand. And no matter what troubles or difficulties come crashing against the house of my life, I will not be shaken. I will stand tall. I will stand firm. I will finish this good fight. I will keep the faith. I will not lose heart. Why? Because I am testing and approving that God's will is good and perfect and pleasing. And I discover that more and more, the more and more I intentionally choose to be still. The more and more I intentionally choose to trust. The more and more I intentionally choose to seek Him first and release control. It's so powerful and it's so freeing. Like I said earlier, like I have never regret choosing to trust in the Lord. It's always been a decision I was thankful that I made. Like I remember whenever I was in the summer between my ninth and 10th grade year of high school and we as a family were moving to Arkansas from Alabama And it was the hardest move for me. I grew up moving, loved every single move, was excited about every single move. But this one, it was just harder. We lived in Alabama for eighth and ninth grade year, and I had developed incredible friendships. I had gotten acquainted with the community. We had kind of found our rhythm there, had incredible neighbors. Like, it was a sweet time. I was on the soccer team, like, just was really getting involved. And then, broke. Time to be uprooted and moved on over to another state and going to a school of 4,500 students whom I had never met a single one of them before. And I remember that summer before school started and I just felt so lonely and I was so afraid and I was so worried because I just was so 
I, w- I was so concerned as to whether or not I was going to make as good of friends as I had made in the prior move. I was so afraid of like what people were going to think of me and all like all of these fears and worries about what was to come of if it was going to be as good were going through my mind. And I knew deep down that God was faithful. I knew deep down that that he he wasn't going to lead us anywhere that he hadn't gone before us and been. But my thought patterns were not demonstrating trust. <laughs> like I was afraid and I was I was so just discouraged and and processing through that the summer before school started friends it was so it was so powerful to see the shift in my mindset as like as I stepped into that new year 10th grade brand new school brand new city because I realized wait a second I am dwelling Uh, Like what we were reading about, the definition of worry, give way to anxiety or unease, allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. I was allowing my mind to dwell on what people were going to think of me, how people were going to see me, whether or not I was going to make friends, all like all of these different fears and worries. I was allowing my mind not only to go there, but to dwell there. And a shift happened whenever I realized, wait a second. Love is not self-seeking, and I'm so focused on myself right now. Instead, I need to be focused on the Lord. Like what we were talking about earlier, the cure for anxiety is seeking God first, trusting in Him. And whenever I focused on Him, He is love. His love casts out all fear. And whenever my mindset shifted and I chose to dwell on what I knew was true, when I chose to let my mind dwell on his faithfulness and I considered his faithfulness and his provision, not only was my my mind at peace and excitement, but my excitement to go love others and be fully present with people, it was it was just oh so high. Like I was so excited. And I like I'll never forget that transition of a season for me. And although it was the hardest move, it was one of the most fruitful that I've experienced and tasted and seen just because I saw the power of God's faithfulness and I saw the power of what happens when we trust in the Lord instead of allowing our minds to dwell and worry on all the things that we don't have control of, on all the things that we don't understand, on all the things that that we may be afraid of, like instead, let his good word cheer you up. Consider how faithful he is. Y'all, I I pray that this encouraged you. I pray that this brought you hope. I pray that this refreshed your soul. Timely advice is in, it's in Proverbs. It says timely advice is, it's like golden apples in a silver basket and it's lovely. And so I pray that this podcast episode for you was like, golden apples in a silver basket. Whatever season you're entering, whatever situation you're going through, whatever decision lies before you to be made, I pray that you may trust in the Lord with all of your heart and not lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, submit to God. Seek Him first. Know Him. Sit at His feet and listen. He will make your path straight. He will not permit you to be shaken. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand. He is with you. His rod and his staff will comfort you. He is a faithful God who already knows what you need. You are awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And just don't forget that you'll never regret 
trusting in the Lord. Y'all, I love you. Thank you for tuning in and going to the word with me. I pray that you're encouraged in your faith and be sure and subscribe and rate and review and share with your people. Download all those fun little details and don't forget how awesome you are. I'll talk to y'all next week. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.